Hey, I'm Sid. And I'm Mike. And this is Comedy Filmmakers Motivation Monday. The podcast. And I'm Carl. Carl's back. Carl is here yeah. today. I, in guys, the flesh. Yeah, I thought you guys weren't going to call me today. No, we did. We were. We said it was going to be virtual, but here you are. <laughs> oh, I was supposed to be doing this from home? Yeah. I don't have the setup for that. You don't? No, I don't. We oh, sent it no. to yeah, you. Yeah, we've... We sent you. The I setup. sold that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, in the fire sale. Uh, yeah, in the f- a long time ago. Yeah, I used oh, to shit. buy this shirt. Yeah, yeah. nice. That's a we love. It's a great shirt. shirt. It's, it's a great on camera shirt. So I guess we're glad that you're here, uh, literally and not virtually. I hope it looks good on this chair. <laughs> Speaking of making things look good on camera, we are the comedy filmmakers, <laughs> filmmakers who are here to talk about comedy <laughs> filmmaking on a podcast. The journey. The journey. Yeah, we're filmmakers forced into a uh the medium of audio that's true except that we it was a choice we're filming don't you know hey there's cameras you know that there's cameras here you can watch us on youtube wait there there's cameras wow and And you can watch us on uh patreon also i I was just gonna say you were gonna get to that oh we're filming stuff that's not even available on youtube yeah it's available on youtube It's, (laughs) it's an unlisted link if you know about YouTube, if you're in the if you're in the the minutia of YouTube, let's get granular with it, okay? Yeah. Let the, what's most the breakdown? Our, you, most, got, you have uh, private. Look, you have private. I've videos. gotten I've gotten messages from our listeners that they are in the minutia. They yeah. live, dwell in the minutia. Let's break it down. You've got private videos, okay? Those mm-hmm. are videos that only you can see. Yes. And people who are logged in. All right. Then you've got unlisted. Right. Anyone with a link can see that video. Okay, so I can have a, a, a video that I've posted to YouTube and then nobody else can see that unless they have a link? I exactly think that, that you should both create a program that's downloadable. You could start selling it online about how YouTube works. Yeah. And I think you guys could make a lot of money. Well, yeah. We want to open up some windows into like people's ab- ability. We could call it Windows. <laughs> That's a good I name. Love that. That's a good I name. I love that. Shit. Wow. <laughs> All right. We're, I was, I was we're gonna, on to something. I was going to say, right, like my grandfather's last name, my great, great, great grandfather's last name was Macintosh. I was going to uh, say maybe we could do that just because I'm white and I want to name it after myself. Let's do it both. Put those sandwiches together. Windows Macintosh? I love it. I love I it. Love That's a name that. for a kid. I love that. Um, you can, wow. you know what? You claimed it. You can have it. What is happening right now? Where are we? We are. We're making. We're gonna shut this the whole thing down and roll out a tech company <laughs> <laughs> that explains. Oh, then you got scheduled videos. So scheduled videos are videos that are gonna be public, but you set the date for all it. Right. And then finally, you've got a published public video. Right. Now, we're all familiar with those. We've all, if you've watched anything on YouTube, that's you've what you probably watched. watched a that's public, what you watched. Yeah. If if the only thing you've ever watched on YouTube is an unlisted link, you're cool. Like, give us a call. Let us know like what your name is and stuff. We want to know. Gosh. Hey. So the minutia, the the minutia listeners, that was for you. Hey, Mike. Hey, Sid. It's that time of the podcast, right, Carl? It is. I got a thumbs up we from Carl. Well. So, we might as well. um, it's a Peloton check in. Mm, the Peloton check in. Well. So How are you, feeling? you guys know that I was the 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 uh the the elevators were out. Are they are they still out? They were out the following day also. So did yeah, you some more up I, and down. Yeah, I did more up and down on the on the stairs. Uh, that was the Peloton stairs. Uh, the bike has been doing its job, holding your shackets. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now that it's now that it, the weather is warming up, yeah. There's it's. You're thinking about riding a real bike? Well, no, we've got outside. A, that that definitely definitely that but we've we've got like so now we're transitioning our closet out of our winter clothes into our summer clothes 
And so the Peloton is being heavily used yeah, what for that call, transition. Sort of like a, what they call that space a, a staging area. Yeah, it's yeah, the staging I love area. That. Yeah. Yep. When you're when you're working with a lot of stuff, you want to have a staging area. Yeah. Great. So, so good for that. I'm gonna take that as a yes. You did the Peloton. That's right. That's right. Um, you're working out. Oh shit. Uh, I was having a lot of anxiety about writing copy for this Brock shot commercial that I just decided to start doing in uh-huh. the middle of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. But then I suddenly don't have that anxiety anymore. I'm feeling very like not anxious and. I'm wondering if maybe Was it, it could be the Brock shot. The Brock shot. That's oh my gosh! Yeah, with the anxiety. Yeah, I also have. Been, so you got me on the Brock shot for a week. This is Brock Lesnar. So basically, wrestler, <laughs> WWE superstar Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he'll come has, to your house. Yeah, and he will do a shot of either tequila or rum. Yeah, off of you. You would think that you would be doing the body shot off of Brock Lesnar. But the that's way, what was my mistake. The way he does that shot is he's actually sucking some of the toxins out of your body. That's right. Uh, yeah. So that's why you two are feeling so great. That's, yeah. why, we've, that's why we've been running the show so well so yeah. far. And Th- Thanks, uh, Brock Lesnar. Again, we should mention, or we should mention for the first time on this episode that we are not doing scripted episodes right now because of the Writers Guild strike. That's right. So usually our episodes are fully written and, and months in advance and memorized, uh, but we stopped writing them just out of solidarity. So solidarity with WGA. Yeah. And thank you for having solidarity with us, having solidarity with WGA. Right. Thank you for supporting us, supporting WGA. Good luck to us all. Yeah. Sid, how was your week? My week has been great. Is did, that, did that sound? Was that yeah, good? Are you sure? Do you need another read? Yeah. Can we go? Uh, take two. Take Actually, back to sticks. my week has been great. I had some really great family time. My dad was here and that was very special. Shout out to Mark. And <laughs> it was. It was really great. I wrote. Um, yes. We love to hear that. I the script wrote, was good. I haven't read it yet. I rested. I didn't wrestled. wrestled myself. Um. Y'all, I'm not a part of that squad, the Brock squad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we wanted, we, to, we, we wanted to test it on some animals before we let you use it. Uh, let me know. Animals, yeah. yeah. Um, did your, did your, cro- what does your crone's friend report it back with? Oh, wait. Oh, uh, we haven't really brought that up we on the well, show you guys, yet. We just cut it. We just got no context for it. Oh, well. This is the part of the podcast. <laughs> no, no. No. We, we'll backtrack. Yeah. Roll That's it gone. Back. Roll you guys, back. you know what? Oh, I was going to be vulnerable, but. We rewound, so I'm not going to be. Mm, uh, fast forward. <laughs> Since um, being vulnerable. Yeah, no, this is going to be the part of the podcast where I tell everyone I have Crohn's disease oh for the gosh. first time. It took 14 episodes, but here we are. She's and here. Hon- honestly, I really had to rest this weekend. And thank y'all for being really good teammates yes. for me. That's it. If anyone wants to talk about Crohn's, just hit me in the DM. <laughs> yeah, Sid, Sid can be here. <laughs> That's the, all, all the airtime it gets on the pod, baby. Right. Sid can be your Crohn's connection. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just email her at cronesnyc at gmail.com. And. Um, well, here's the thing. You know, the world has a lot of hardship and, and suffering, and, and there's people going through it all the time. And. Our friend Sid and our collaborator Sid was going through it yesterday with her Crohn's. She needed some some help taking over the social media posts for the day, and we were able to just jump in and do that. We did that shit. Because we know that sometimes the answer is to be the answer to the question or the problem that you are faced with. And that is our topic of the week. 
it is our topic. Be the answer. But I also right. do want to do a quick check in with both of you. It, you had a good week. Good week. Yeah. Feeling motivated. Feeling good. I've got garden, the vibe is high. I've got the garden going in the backyard. I've got food cooking. I'm, I'm making a pork butt right now as we speak. Mm. I'm feeling good. And I wrote. I also wrote. I haven't sent you guys the thing yet, but I also wrote. Very impressive. Nice. Uh. I, I had a great week. Uh, was, uh, Mother's Day was really, really wonderful. We had a good day. The The little one was being so stinking cute for Mother's Day. Very cute. Very cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I finished a list, a new list of 10. Actually, there were 12 ideas on there, but I think I had sent two, at least two of those to you guys. Two of them were ideas for uh, something else that, that I you only, were trying to pass off as sketch ideas. No, no, I just I just copy and pasted it. <laughs> I only read 10 ideas because 12 is too much. And you know the rule. <laughs> it's 10 or nothing. Yeah. I dinged you. I, I took a couple points off your license for that. But yeah. 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 Good job, guys. Yeah. We're, we're good. Yeah. We're, 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 we're crushing we're, it. We're, we're crawling into the swing of things. Another week in the books. Yeah. We were the questions and the answers this week. We were the questions and the answers? I was just, you know, it could use some work. I was just auditioning the phrase. I was just, we can cut that. We're, I, I don't think we can now. I, actually, I think we're obligated That's to keep it in. Um, pivotal. We are talking about being the answer and what what that means to us and it's we're coming in from a, a pretty woo woo motivational point of view i think um but it's because the story of our guest is kind of inspiring and we also i think have learned a little bit about this in the last year or so about being the answer stepping up to the plate uh i think when we talked to dave ebert a couple weeks ago he mentioned that a lot of creative agencies are looking for somebody who has a lot of strong opinions and ideas yes. for what they want. And they want somebody who's going to walk into the room and, and answer all these questions. And so they want somebody to be the answer. And you know what doesn't go well with that is super duper people pleasing. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just people pleasing. <laughs> uh, but super duper People exactly pleasing. well here's the thing like and, and a lot of people who are in hiring positions don't really know that they don't know that they don't want to be people pleased but when you are being people pleased sometimes it's not good for anybody involved yeah quality can suffer yeah especially when we're talking about art all right carl but if i'm trying to make you happy and all i want <laughs> is for you to be happy that and i'm doing a really good job and really hard working really hard at it that it it's gonna be good it's gonna be good you're gonna like it. hey listen you make me happy just by showing up every day. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Aw. That's right. <laughs> I love those Sid. moments of the pod. It's true for you, too. Thanks, dogs. Hey, let's take a little break and I'll do a little group hug. <laughs> right? Yeah. I have a message for Brock Lesnar. Brock, I challenge you to a four-man health nut competition. We're going to compare our supplements and our granola intake. We're going to look at our calories and how much we're working out. Brock Lesnar... If you don't fear me, you're going to come down and see me, Uncle Carlo, at Champ's Diner. Formerly, or you, it's, I'm, I'm just being told it's called Rose's Diner, formerly known as Champ's Diner. It's a vegan diner, and we're going to see who's the healthiest guy. Brock Lesnar, you've been saying that your shots are healthy. I want to know the truth. <laughs> 
So you're going to tell it to me on Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. Sunday. If you have Crohn's, <laughs> we might consult a doctor before meeting up with Brock and Carlos. <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> hey, guys, we're back. Yeah. We're back. Comedy Filmmakers Motivation Monday, the podcast. Mm. It's a beautiful Monday. It is a nice Monday. I'm feeling neighborly. Mm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Mr. Rogers. You know, yeah. like that so, I love. Yeah. Like it's a beautiful day in the it's neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Won't you be my, my neighbor? neighbor. <laughs> Hello, neighbor. Welcome back to Comedy <laughs> Filmmakers Motivation Monday. Today we are talking about being the answer. And I just want to thank our sponsors for being the answer to all our financial problems. Yes. Super helpful. Yeah. Great to have you guys backing us up. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I don't know if there's much else to talk about except to just jump into our next segment. What do you think? I love that idea. Let's go. That means we're going to talk to our guest. All right. He was born gay and was raised uh, a SoCal boy, and he turned into a New Yorker. You may recognize him as the singing voice of Santa Claus in the 2010 holiday classic, The Search for Santa Paws, or as <laughs> featured ensemble member in the Emmy award-winning production of Live from Lincoln Center, Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, or as the manliest bass to ever walk into Disneyland's Main Street, USA as a Dapper Dan. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Not a hip swivel in sight. Hate crime. Look, aside from... <laughs> I knew I recognized him. There's more. Oh. <laughs> I, was given a, I was given a tract. So aside from the time on the silver screen and local stages, he also works as a director and photographer. Most notably, he just ended his biggest production of his life so far, working for nearly nine years overseeing the image expression of the COVID darling brand Peloton. Damn. He was laid off recently and is now available for hire. Hey. Isaac James is here. It's me. Isaac James. Hey. Welcome. Wait, I want to do, do my Peloton check-in. Yes. yes. So, Isaac, have you checked in with that Peloton? We're checking in with you. That's great. I haven't written it this week. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, Hi, Isaac. Hi. I'm so happy you're here today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a little Sid voice right now. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> the topic this week, Isaac, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. I have not been sitting listening silently dying to jump in the entire time no you just got here like most living. of our guests we do we do I the just a block in. before the guest gets here because our guests right. are busy you guys came and picked me up on your group hug right yeah. <laughs> we did our little group hug yeah. it was a traveling group hug. I, I also before we jump in and go in any further i do need you to know i did take ucb improv classes i did fail so like <laughs> there's some, no fail there's there no was fail. fail and she found it but um, some will be home runs and some will be bombs <laughs> that's great <laughs> but the bombs we, are fun i drop like bombs, bombs all the time on the show sometimes that's what we do look there's nothing there but in post <laughs> no. we're gonna put a little yeah, bomb yeah. sound effect it's gonna go is it a bomb or a fart it, well, I mean, no this one's the fart we were thinking about what we wanted this episode to be. We knew that we just wanted to hang with you on the on the podcast, but we were like, well, what should our topic be? And I was like, well, did you guys know that Isaac, uh, a while back, was working reception for a little startup, a little internet startup, a little fitness company, 
and they you know they didn't have much in the way of social media content and you were taking headshots for for actors right at the time yeah i mean i've been shooting since i was 13 my brother bought me my first camera when i was 13 and i started a lawn mowing business to um be able to afford having my film process when i was like a kid. that's right 15 dollars for the front 25 for the front and back <laughs> Mm, that's right? still true. That's yeah. a deal. <laughs> that's still Honestly, true. Honestly, with inflation, it's still true. <laughs> Except the houses in those neighborhoods go for way more than thirty thousand dollars, which is what my parents bought our first house for. Oh, you were mowing houses. Got it. Got it. Oh, mowing yeah, lawns. <laughs> so you've been taking photos since you were thirteen. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneured your ass some photo development mm-hmm. uh, to get those photos. Did you? Uh, did you like? What, what did you? When you were thirteen, what was your photography goal? Like, did were you just liked doing it, or did you actually like? Did I like doing it? I, I, for some reason, there was like an obsession and I didn't know. I don't, I guess, I, I guess it's, it's like when you watch dancers who have danced since they were a kid and that's all that they've known. It's really, it's all I've known. It was the one thing that I felt like I could express something that I, I too, very similarly to one of your previous hosts grew up in a very, um, specific religious organization and our ability to express ourselves fully wasn't like I couldn't do that myself, but I could do that. Which one was it? Uh, the Assemblies of God, Baptists, mm. Pentecostal, Evangelical Christians. Hallelujah. <laughs> wow, we really attract them. You tongues? really do. <laughs> tongues? Did they do the do They do the tongues. Oh my goodness. And I did the tongues. Oh. I didn't do those tongues, but I just did tongue stuff. You, know? you, had a, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you only did like tongue stuff, like over the clothes. Yeah, stuff. only over yeah. the clothes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you have been a photographer forever yeah. which landed you a reception spot at the small startup well i mean i was also an actor so that little like little poopy poop blurb before that was an actor so i like spent about 10 years of my life performing in southern california as a full-time performer oh yeah prior and to moving to new york i recommend doing karaoke with isaac because it's uh, a lot of fun you can get a karaoke night going with isaac and Lindsay. Uh, together it's a it's a it's a show if everybody wants to put together a karaoke night just email us at sitnmikenyc at gmail.com and we will set up the event i have a very low booking fee 15 for the front 25 for the front back (laughs) 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 you were working like full-time as a reception i wasn't so i was working part-time so i was working as an actor in new york and a photographer so monday through friday i was there 4 15 every morning by 10 30 i was taking my disgusting but also they would pay for your cabs if you worked before six so there you go it was nice fab (laughs) super fab it was wonderful so i was like yeah sure of course let's do it because at lunch at 10 30 i would go up to pearl studios or whichever studios and like sign up for my auditions because I was equity. And then I would go back down to the studio, close the studio out, then run back up and do my auditions throughout the day. And that happened like two, three times a week. But I was working pretty regularly, either like shooting or auditioning and working at Peloton. How the story goes is um, I had asked if I could borrow um, some clothes to shoot for free because at the time they had just had a bunch of like branded clothes made. I shot a class for free. I shot an event for free. The whole like reason why I asked to do all those things for free, because they sent an email that had one of my best friends as the model um, in a picture that was, um, it was lovely, but I remember looking at that and being like, oh, I could totally help them. And like, I didn't imagine it would be anything special, but I essentially like 
shot all of those things for free and then created a like spiral bound proposal that is really beautiful. And I still have one copy to this day. And it uh, essentially outlined how the brand would look if they had one person generate all their all their content versus having like a bunch of different content being generated by piecemeal here and there by whoever's touching it for whatever reason. So they're like, we'll take this to the people at the headquarters next week. And um, as I was leaving, the woman who I asked to borrow the clothes from to shoot was Jill Foley, who's John Foley, the CEO and founder, his wife, she um, headed up the whole apparel business, saw me walking out the door and she goes, hey, whatever happened to uh, the, the pictures that you said that you're going to take with the clothes that I let you borrow? And I was like, oh, funny, I literally just presented it to Marion downstairs. And she said that she'll share it with you next week. And she was like, well, do you have a copy on you? And I had just given my five copies to them downstairs. And the only copy that I had left, and I told her this, I was like, the only copy I have left is my final copy that I make that has all my notes in it that I then made all my edits to and made my final print. So like, it has like scribbles all over it. I don't think you want it. And she was like, no, it's fine. Just give it to me. And so I gave it to her. And it was like, like a movie. And it was something that I kind of like, when in retrospect, I know I I know that my life changed in that moment. It was like that moment when I like handed it to her because she looks at me and she goes, this is great. John and I are in the car and we're heading out to the Hamptons. And so this is good reading content. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to see all my notes. Like everyone <laughs> like I feel I felt like I was like I put in all that work to be caught with my pants down. Yeah. But you know you what I mean? Like when you are showing those that those bones to people who can appreciate the amount of work that in the amount of thought you they can actually see the amount of thought that you put right. into it mm-hmm. as right. opposed That's to just like seeing it the became final. a no-brainer for them i think yeah like especially after working there as long as i did and knowing the uh like the core tenants of like the company and the people that they like to hire i know 100 they they really appreciated that that's interesting that you made notes on you like made notes on your own on your own pitch yeah i'm pretty good at being uh objective even with my own work um sometimes i can get lost in it a bit but i do pride myself on being able to kind of see a bigger picture and be able to step back and like i love criticism i love critiques i love learning i love hearing every perspective that i can hear so just to take a step back so you saw an image of uh of of a, a model, a model you, like modeling clothes, right? And you were like, and, and you email. saw a problem with it. You saw yeah. that there was it could be better. Well, there, I knew that I could be. I knew that the skills that I had could be of service to something that I was like, oh, I know I can help this. I know I can help this. I don't know what to what degree, but I know I can help this. One thing that I do think is like interesting is about the whole even like idea of like knowing and like what voice in you says I know. Like I knew that I could be of service and they could benefit by having me and what was that voice and i will tell you a quick anecdote so um as you can tell from my bio uh, (laughs) i was a a performer um in southern california and uh i took a meisner intensive um when i was 18 years old it's great to see you thank you oh it's great it's great to see you (laughs) no it's great to see you 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 now both of you taste this lemon okay no, I don't like improv, you guys. <laughs> I'm already nervous about the whole bit section. <laughs> You're in the bit section. This I know, is, I know. This is it. I, know, I, know. I was more specifically talking about the pitch section. But, oh, yeah. Um, You're ready. 
Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, oh, so Meisner. Cut to first day of Meisner class. I'm an 18 year old who's still closeted, if you can believe it. Um, Nobody well, knew you had everyone fooled. <laughs> well, I mean, my as my mom said, <laughs> we had hoped you made better decisions. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, so my first day in my Meisner class, the teacher said, uh, we're going to stop you um, multiple. He's like, I'm going to stop you multiple times throughout your your work whenever you're doing scene work for the next few weeks. Again, it, was an, it was an intensive. So we were in these classes for like 40 hours a week. And he said, uh, I'm going to ask a lot of very personal questions. And the one thing that you're not allowed to respond to my questions with is I don't know. And if you feel as a person that you don't think you know the answer, that's fine we all will sit here and we will wait until you find that voice that's in you that tells you what the answer is. And like, as wow. an eight, yeah. And as an 18 mm. year old, and like, I think about that even to this day. And I was very fortunate to be able to be in a position where I had, I managed a team of like 30 to 40 people. And like, I very much like push this on everyone. Like you have the power to know like what you, what is right and wrong for you and you can feel it. And it was like that exact moment, like when I got that email, like there was that, like I say, I say this to people, like I feel that like sense of truth in my spine, like my spine gets warm. The work that you were showing me, a lot of times I was like, man, you really have an eye and mm. you really, you really, you have a, a gut that it felt like you knew how to follow your gut. And that's exactly what we're talking about. So you were ready and you were ready to, you knew exactly what it was and what you could offer and everything. Was it like, so what was, what was it that prepared you? Was it doing all of your own stuff for all those years? Was it like what? Because you, what were you shooting when you were a kid? And yeah, was, uh, what led you to? to you that know what's confidence? interesting is I dealt with this like inner turmoil for so long, being an actor and being a photographer, as as like knowing like at one point I'm going to have to choose one or the other, and that I think is honestly like I was able to like walk this line of like I was exposed to storytelling via theater and working in the industry. And then I was also working as a photographer in the industry as well. And like working with other actors and like constantly networking. And like, I, I genuinely felt like I was going somewhere. I was going somewhere with no purpose. And I, I, I look back at that and I feel such like shame and sadness for that person because in retrospect, the years I did both those things, performing, telling stories, being on stage, and shooting and telling stories and like a snapshot, those things prepared me to be able to do what I did as well as I did. And, and fortunately that snowballed into me also working in motion and me being able to like direct a crew of 60 people and not be mm. intimidated by it. Like, but in the moment you felt like you were like, you, you had no, you felt directionless and you felt right. I was just you, doing, you weren't what, enjoying I, just, it? I was just, no, of course I was enjoying oh, it. I was were. just doing two things that I loved. Right. But I didn't think like I knew I was like either one day my acting is going to take off and I'm not going to have time to shoot or one day my photography is going to take off and I'm not going to have time to act. And little did I know, like, yes, the photography took off and then that turned into creative directing. But the acting and the performing and the being on stage and reading a room and all the shit that I spent 10 years of my life like cultivating, like I can literally read people in a room and they don't even realize it. It's like oh I'm God. like a witch in an environment Have you been doing of it this like whole time? squares. Wait, wait. Do but say. that's a really... Do Carl. No, 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 no. <laughs> Carl's feeling... But that's a really good reminder. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm used to it on no. this podcast. No. What's a good... Why, it's a good reminder for what? I don't even remember what I was talking about. 
Uh, no. <laughs> I lost my thought. Uh, <laughs> it is a great reminder for all of us when we feel a little lost and we are impatient for something to happen right now or we're just not clear that everything happens for a reason. And maybe not that, but wherever you go, everything along your path, helps you and it's all valuable also the the answer the answer does lie within you i think that's such an interesting like i've never heard that that exercise i feel so motivated with how confident you you learn to listen to your gut feelings Mm -hmm. and have an answer and just personally that's something that i really struggle with is making choices sometimes and listening to myself without thinking what does everyone want? What's the right thing to do? Right. The voices are for me very loud and something that I've been struggling with in general and this podcast has helped is finding my voice because I lived my whole life mm. to now without that skill, without really grounding down and honoring what is important to me, which is always that's when the good stuff happens because you're in alignment, you're true to yourself and I definitely have lost my way. So I'm motivated and I appreciate it. Of course. And I think as a challenge, it's good to think the next week, anytime that you say, I don't know, I think you'll be shocked My how many times you say it. therapist for a long time would say, tell me what you do know when I would right. say that. Let's challenge ourselves. It's so hard mm-hmm. to like completely remove it from your vocabulary because it's like, you do know. Sorry, what's let's the challenge? All, let's let's do a challenge. do it this week. Let's all try it. And we're in a situation where we're like, this I don't week? know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, this guy. Uh, I, will say, I will say in therapy, I did have to deal with the fact that I am too decisive. And like my boss for years was like, You're the most decisive creative I think I've ever worked Should with. We... And in therapy, my my therapist, I want some of that. Yeah, yeah, no, honestly, I think like if I could share some of it, I I pump would give some you of that, some. Yeah, pump some of that brain ooze. Oh, this way. I don't like the, is the pump is kind Whoa. of a weird word. Pump, uh, and that lives we'll be indefinitely. Right back. Squeeze out some of that brain juice. <laughs> so gross. It's so gross. No, honestly, I blacked out. I think it disassociated <laughs> talking about the brain shit. Well, so oozing <laughs> answers. Oozing uh, answers. Oozing confidences. That's the the more striking thing about you. When I first met you, it was like much like you said. Your boss said. I was like, damn, this guy knows the answers to the questions. And I, I was I remember feeling like, man, how does he just do that? And I think that what Sid's talking about of the journey of getting there and, and and feeling like you've lost your way, like I think we all go through that. And I think we go through cycles of like, oh, I I suck as a writer. We talked about this, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm I don't feel like I'm a writer right now. You are. But maybe in the moment, you know, you need to take a walk. That's a reference to another episode. I uh, love taking like a walk. Break away if you're well, speaking my, to yourself like that. My first time uh, meeting Isaac was much different because uh, there was conflict immediately. And was, I, was there conflict? There was, was conflict immediately. Let's hear about it. Yeah. There, and I think that we, this is a pr- perfect time to clear the air. Thank God. Because we were. We <laughs> we'll were, be right back. <laughs> no. No. Everybody stay. You're going to break. You stay. No, you stay. Right <laughs> <laughs> we were we were we were on the set of uh of our our biggest sketch at the to the up to that point blackaroni and cheese starring keenan thompson starring that's Kenan right. thompson at and it was and well, it, no it was like a gym like a fellowship hall a of a church, church. yes yeah. it was great fellowship hall of a church uh and uh and all of a sudden there's somebody i don't know on this set with a camera oh my god that's shooting right. stuff and i was this like who happen. the 
fuck is this? Because I go up and I'm like, oh hey, it was like, hi, this is Isaac. And then it was that it was the ice was broken and it was amazing. I must say, I was going to talk shots, about that. But shoot. I was ready. I was walking over there like, oh, this. Guy, I was just like lurking <laughs> with like a big camera. Of course, I would probably <laughs> yeah, do the same thing. Oh, and no, then you, they're like, no, he's doing shooting. And those are some of the those are the best on set photos. photos that For we sure. have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will put some in the. We'll put some in the. Yeah, we'll on Patreon. Yeah. You got to go to Patreon. To see IMDb. These, maybe I I'm going to put them on the carousel on IG, but you can put them on Patreon. And yes. I'm going to drop them in the show notes. Um, and we'll put some right here. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Carl loves it when I do. We'll put, here's one. Here's one. <laughs> here's a little dancing clown. <laughs> go, go. Well, good job. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> You're welcome, Carl. <laughs> so, Isaac. Uh, you are a very decisive person. As a decisive person, do you know when you're around another decisive person right away? Yes, and I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And it's not a competitive thing. It's like sometimes I, it's like I'm exhausted and I get to take a break. You know and what I mean? It's such a refreshing thing because you're not decisive people and people with confidence are not apologizing for their existence. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still, I still feel like the anxiety that one might feel if, I don't know. They drop something in their neighbor's backyard. Like I still would feel that. Like I still do feel it. Like Those I genuinely specific. No, but like example. I genuinely like when I, for instance, flooded my neighbor's apartment with my bathtub. This happened multiple times. The amount of shame to this day when you know those like memes of people waking up in the middle of the night remembering something it's this it's the water flooding my fucking hallway and me being like i don't have enough fabric to soak up this water and someone's gonna <laughs> bang on my fucking door i know it so like trust me i feel i feel just as much as i am decisive when you feel like that how yeah. do you get yourself back on track i usually cry <laughs> my guy <laughs> oh hey. Hey. Feel, feel the emotions. No, I usually like let out a good cry, and then I realize it's shit's not that deep. Um, or like, or I'll put on like beaches, or I'll put something on that I'm like, I need to let it out. Usually, it's a cry fest, and that's something Sid is always. She's, she's like, I'm like, how are you today? She's like, great. I just cried. It's, like, a, it's a release. Oh, yeah. I love crying. I cry. Hmm. To be honest, I cry a lot <sighs> less than I used to. But it is very important and it means that things are shifting and it means if you're conscious about it, that you're really letting things go and it's good stuff. People say it's not. Oh, you cry a lot because you're processing things. And shame oh, of being alive wow. on this planet. No, but just, to, yeah, 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 because I have feelings and I'm, I am processing and... It could be anything. It could be good tears, bad tears. No, Sid, Sid's going through a neurological leap right now. She's yeah. make, she's oh. she's changing a neural leap. Yeah, she's you know she's she's in the um the chrysalis stage. Mm -hmm. She's in the goo. You know, yes. you know, in the goo. Cocoon. Yes. Yeah, inside the cocoon, there's not like a caterpillar changing. There's just a bunch of goo. There's just a bunch of goo. That becomes. And she's in the goo. She's in the goo right now. I've 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 been I spent a lot of time in the goo several years ago. I'm out of the goo. I'm a Several beautiful years of goo. butterfly. You mean, now. wait, are you talking about goop? You're talking about Gwyneth oh, Paltrow's goop. company? Oh, crap. No, crap. Is, crap, is, uh, crap is the Rocks uh, lifestyle magazine. Right. Crocs? Crocs? Crocs is crap's biggest sponsor. So, crap, the magazine, center of every magazine is, is a Crocs ad. With is this a bit? Wait, is Dwayne. this real? It's Does a, Brock a, have a, anything to do this with isn't this? This is real. Brock, Brock, oh Brock God, has I'm to do with the Crocs and. 
the crocs croc shot is a new supplement uh that you take with your feet in a croc we're small crocs you better take it faster it spills out the hole the reason the reason we're getting into the into the lies and silly stuff is because we're getting so close to fake pitches oh but we're yeah. not there yet. oh my god i see what you're trying to do we're you're trying to yet. warm me up yes. yes. i understand your reality we're okay. not there yet i, I want to skip ahead let's so skip ahead we, we you know <laughs> 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 anyway um oh man wow what stories let's talk about now we've been talking about the past let's talk about now so now you've moved moved on from peloton you did some great yeah. stuff there he's in the goo of his next chapter it's true you're in the goo i'm you know what i will say thank you motivation monday this whole conversation is coming at a really good point in my life because it has been over about six months since the the severance and i've worked there for a really long time so I've, I've gone through like my own little emotional journey and like saying my goodbyes and like where i am now as like a creative and a human and a person i'm like excited to be among other people because <laughs> i definitely like hermited myself but this is also very inspiring for me because if i if this was two three weeks ago or a month ago i would have been a different version of myself than i am right now and like I just finished my website and I just finished like a number of different things and I'm like, okay, things are starting to happen. Inquiries are starting to come in. Like I'm, I'm starting to imply for jobs. Blah, blah, blah. Like all of that stuff is happening. So it sounds like uh, you may have done this, but I'm going to give you a piece of advice that was so helpful for us. And that is to take stock and to really, uh, I don't know. It sounds like you did it when you made your website. When you it say take stock, you mean like the ones that they give you? Stock. I mean, you look back at all the, your body of work and you really like sit in it and, and you'll realize, oh my God, like I've been, I've done so much. And you know, you've got the, you've got the, that first binder and what you have done from that first binder through all of that other work. And then you're like, I am, I don't know. It just, it, when you look back at your body of work and when you're in a transitional period, that's when I like to, that's when we were told to, to, to look back at our body of work. It was like, I don't think that we had really realized how much stuff we had right. created and like the quality and the time and all this stuff. Cause we were, you know, you're on that treadmill and you're just going or bike cycle, whatever you're on. You're, you're just going you to get on it to go. I, well, it's I, a I, good sign when the work, when you look at your past work, and it becomes a confidence booster as opposed yes. to a thing where you're like, oh man, I didn't really nail that one or I didn't really get exactly what mm -hmm. I wanted out of that shot. Now, when, when I look at some of the, the stuff that we've done together, I'm like, God, this is, this is great stuff. When you put us on a set with our script, like we're going to deliver. And like, yeah. it, it's, so it's become this confidence booster as opposed to feeling like, oh God, I want to be back on set doing, so bad. Doing my book, I will say, was the biggest thing, that, like the best thing that I could do for my mental health and like over the past six months was like working on my book and I took two months to do it. Yep. But it, and a book is uh, my website portfolio, right. yeah, portfolio. portfolio, my website. Do you has have like, a video reel on there as yeah, well? So uh, I, I have like, I have all my photography on there. I have all my film work. I have we'll all my motion work and my like. creative directions all on there. Yeah. So, I mean, it, people don't have to go and see it, but you can, if you want, it's in the show notes. <laughs> um, so what do you like? So everything what Mike is saying about taking stock is like, it, let's, say, let's say you've done it to some degree what uh -huh. do you what's something that you see for yourself like let's manifest um a next it's that project part of the or a next stage of, of the um of the career or, or whatever you think so i want to come back in six months yes and what are you going to okay. tell us 
I am working on telling the story of my grandmother's immigration, illegal immigration to the United States through the lens, well, through the voices of her children um, who are both in, in Mexico and in the United States, who are also obviously like my mom and my aunt, but through the lens of a grandson who n was never able to meet his, well, I met my grandmother, I knew my grandmother, but my grandmother never spoke English and I never spoke Spanish and she died when I turned 20. So like we never, she died without us ever having an actual conversation together. Um, but the feeling Do that you I think that coming out killed her. <laughs> <laughs> I think no I think that like she didn't I honestly like, don't think that she together, gave a fuck I was just putting together the timetable I don't here, think that okay? she gave a I'm fuck so sorry. to be honest uh, with you excellent I work. wish that she I mean did she I never came out to her I didn't come out to her but I don't think that um, I needed to I'm sorry. okay go back I couldn't I could Top not resist stuff. that way to go <laughs> <laughs> anyway wait <laughs> I'm fucking pissed. So is, this a, is, this, is it a podcast? Is it is it really it's, a podcast it's or is it literally, a documentary? It's or? a podcast, and it's literally just like five to six episodes. And I do I think that it could be like a a short series. Yeah, a hundred thousand percent. Whether or not it makes it to that, who knows? But I also I grew up hearing these stories of my grandmother, and they like they're so like fanciful in my head, and I can only imagine what my aunts perspectives of those same stories are or what their additional stories are the reason why i'm wanting to do this is because i i feel her still like i feel the same person that i would sit next to on a couch that we couldn't speak to one another and we would just sit and watch tv together and i still feel her today so like and i know that a lot of who was in her is in me and i think that this would be a really interesting like look at an you know an illegal immigration story but also like start to answer some personal questions of like who I am and how much influence she's made in my life because she illegally immigrated to a country thousands of miles away from her family and everything that she knew. And while I didn't necessarily illegally immigrate to a country, I moved thousands of miles away from my family to a city that I didn't know anyone for a purpose. And like something thrusted me out here and I know that something thrusted her out of her situation. So it's, I don't know, it's, I feel like it's like a little tickle in my, in my spine that it's something I need to explore. That's amazing. That's important. It's really awesome. Yeah. I think, uh, I think in six months when we have you back, we'll hear all about it. And if, I, ho I hope you come up with a cool title. Yeah. If you need any extras, extra voices, like just, I could be like a dog on the street. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. background, like background. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I could be a, a coyote. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, no, no, no. Can the, you, that's the guy a werewolf? Helps, no, the, the guy who helps immigrants across. What's the it board. called? The people who do the sound, <laughs> the sound effects, the sound effects, like the street Foley, sound. Foley, Foley, Foley or you can do the Foley art for it. <laughs> hey Isaac, where can we find you on, on the internet? The internet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, excuse me. Uh, you can find me on Scruff and Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but not. But, but, but also, like, I am on those apps. Um, my the Isaac James, <laughs> the Isaac James on everything. Um, nice. And that's your Isaac, Twitter. I, I mean, A A C. Your TikTok is very funny. You're funny. Yeah, it's funny. I, I think I'm gonna you're be funny. deleting a lot of the content, but well, because I googled myself, which don't do but when i did i saw it was like me talking about fucking farts as like one of the first thing that pops up on my google that search that was smart that was smart of you to do i mean in the moment when i was talking about the farts yeah, i was like it's still there it's still there right now i don't know you know this, this sounds, like a job, <laughs> sounds like a job for the listeners everybody get out there google isaac james and go to his website don't look at his farts stuff <laughs> don't look at his farts don't listen to his I farts i can't even look at my Let's farts change that algorithm <laughs>
All right. So, well, we've done that part. Well, hey, would you come? Well, we know you're going to come back because you got to tell us. Yeah, because this, this is good. Well, so you want to set a date? Can we put a? Sid's looking at uh, our, upper our calendar right now. Yeah, or we? Sasha's pulling up the calendar. No, Sid's got it oh. open right now. Are we? Are what? we free in six months? Six months from now. I booked you November seventeenth. Oh, okay, great. Uh, I let me check to see if my agent emailed me. <laughs> okay, so we are also going speaking that to, into existence. Not that not this six month check in. We got to roll we'll right see. into this last little bit. It's something that we all know we have to do. Let's do every it. episode. Oh no, we get to do it. It's called fake pitches. Oh shit! Bring up the wheel of pitches. Fake pitches, and we are gonna spin that wheel round and round. She goes where she stops. Nobody knows. Oh! Wow! Wow! That was down to the wire. Uh, that would have been fun. Does that? Do we have to <laughs> sing in the song thing? Oh, thank but God. I will. I will. I'm <laughs> gonna we'll sing. I'm gonna sing my answer in word association. So, what is word association? Okay, so word association is where our guest is gonna say a word. He's gonna say any word that he wants, and then that will make me say a word, whatever the first word that comes to my mind is, and then you will say a second word, and Sid will reply with a word, and I'm gonna mediate. And what? and then and how long and do we the, do this the, for? The words that we say, two no. words. Two, we need two words. Time through. I'm gonna point at you and I'm gonna say, "Tell me your first word in three, two, one." What's the first word? Organism. Mike, associate. Rubber tree. Is rubber that one tree. word? He said rubber tree. All right. Word? What's your second word? Tapestry. Sid. Medieval. Medieval. All right. Yeah. Rubber tree. Medieval. Rubber. Oh. Medieval. Rubber tree. Maybe. We'll yeah. Put the adjective yeah, ahead of it. This is English after all. <laughs> medieval rubber tree is uh, that's our prompt. Uh, so th uh, this time we are that actually is the title that we're doing uh, medieval rubber tree is the title this week <laughs> <laughs> you can pitch <laughs> you can pitch well, anything it, I, I, it seems like Isaac has a, an idea what, do you want to see how it's done do you want to see how okay well if you have an idea it can be a movie a book a product or whatever what is it Oh, it's a book. Okay, so tell us. Medieval rubble, Rubber Tree is... Uh, it's a story about a tree that's in the middle of this this medieval village that every time um, the men die, yes. <laughs> the women take their rubber uh. and they they hammer it to the stump of the tree. What? Uh-huh. And what? then, and then, so like the tree bark hasn't now since it's been centuries. The tree bark has like grown over the rubber, so now it's kind of this like rubbery. Is there um, <laughs> is this a narrative fiction book? Uh, fiction means it's not real, correct? Correct. Yeah, no, this is nonfiction. Is there a main character? <laughs> okay, oh, okay, it's nonfiction. So non this, is, this is a true story. No, this, this is like, really no, happened. This actually, this, no, this actually happened. Okay. Whoa! I saw when I went to. Hold on, I'm so sorry. That changes England. everything. No, 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 it's fucked up. Where? Oh wow! You <laughs> went on a tour. Your, yeah, where in, in England? You said. Yeah, it was somewhere in England. I got off of a train with my friend. Okay, what was your friend's name? Is this the place that they just discovered near Stonehenge? Um, no, that's in Scotland, but I mean, I think it actually, maybe I was confused. <laughs> I was, I'm confused. No, it was, it was, it uh, was, baby, we're all it's confused. the UK. Yeah. It's the UK. The UK. That's what the I UK. Uh, is it? Clippity is Stonehenge in Scotland? Well, I'm going to buy that book. <laughs> I thought people were supposed to add on. Oh, I was trying to help. Oh, uh, no, we're all, Sorry. Gonna, we're all doing our own thing this time. So, so wait, so everybody is doing their own story. You pitched a textbook well, about England. That was my story. Yeah. And like, it's a really sad tree. 
It's so an ugly what, tree. It's sad because the men died. Because the men died and it represents sorrow. Yeah. But also hope because the women are now single and ready, ready. to mingle. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So it, it, that's, I love when history gets a little sexy. Yeah. Yeah. It was a sexy time period. So, too, so. my uh, medieval rubber tree is, is actually, it's a reality show where um, there's uh, all these single ladies, single ladies, and they found this tree in uh, that you were actually, that there's a book based on this legendary tree uh, in England, somewhere in England, not near Stonehenge. It's that's Scotland. It's in England. And uh, so th this uh, reality, about, I, there's, yeah. I read a Wikipedia article, so I probably yeah. don't know much about this tree, but I've heard about it. Right. So in ancient times, like uh, men would die and women would put their rubber on the tree and, and it form this big tree well they've unearthed this tree and in this reality show there's a group of women it's kind of like the bachelor right but they get into medieval garb and um it's like uh it's like uh um a, a renaissance uh renaissance fair meets the bachelor right and it's uh it's fantastic and uh yeah that's, and the tree is sort of just the centerpiece the tree actually yeah well they pull off they so they start deconstructing the tree they pull off these pieces of rubber and the rubber is flesh it's actually the flesh of these men that have died they they you know took it off right i believe that's what it is in the wikipedia did we check the wikipedia page yeah you looked it up they deflesh them yeah they yeah that's what the rubber so they 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 uh and then the the bachelors wear this uh it's grotesque <laughs> really and the the women you know they yeah they they choose their the men of their how many like episodes the, in a season? Uh, that's the 22. Well, I mean, as until the writer's strike ends, they're going to just keep going with it. Right. Because this is <laughs> unscripted. Yeah. Yep. Medieval <laughs> Rubber Tree is a stop motion prequel to Gumby. And yes. it. Uh, th that's a reference I feel like everyone's going to really cling strongly to. I like this. <laughs> it is really where rubber met the road and this tree formed way back in the day yeah and all of a sudden in the medieval times there's just this rubber tree in this rubber world and instead of apples that fell from it it was just these goops of rubber one of which was an organism that gave life to what will be gumby the wow. rubber figure oh wow oh this is like tree of life this is like um yes. terrence malick maybe directing this yeah. one and, yes. uh, i think eddie murphy is signed on as uh as the goop and of course <laughs> thought they've gotten gwyneth paltrow for that rob schneider <laughs> yeah. oh yeah rob's rob's involved yes <laughs> He is. What's he, up? What's he doing? <laughs> He's going to just be the He's tapestry. Gaff He's gaffing it. In the back. <laughs> I was going to ask that. Is he, is he gaffing? <laughs> He's getting his fingers into everything. Times is hard. Medieval <laughs> rubber tree is actually a wrestling event. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's touring the Northeast uh, United States and in Canada, uh, which would, I guess that's the Southeast of Canada. Uh, it's touring and it's based on this old form of fighting. It's a, like an old pugilism that they used to do in medieval times, especially in this one area, uh, not close to Stonehenge, but somewhere in England, uh, where the, this village had this tree. Uh, and there was a sort of a tradition with the women of the, tr of the village to like when their men died, 
they would take the rubber or the skin of the man. <laughs> or, sorry, they would take the skin or the rubber of the man and right. nail it to the tree. Anyway, um, you can read about it on Wikipedia, and there's actually a book coming out too. So the 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 event uh, is based on a, a, a fight that people used to climb up the tree and they'd fight on top of it and try to push the other uh, fighter off, and whoever was left on top of the tree was the winner. Uh, they're doing that um, in the Northeast, and I just wanted to challenge Brock Lesnar <laughs> to a medieval rubber tree match next Sunday in Toronto. We're going to go all the way, baby, down to Niagara, and we're going to do it again there, and then we're going to Buffalo, and we're going to see you in Middlesex, uh, Middlesex, Pennsylvania, and we're coming back, and we're going to run through Jersey up the Palisades all the way through New York. And into the uh, <laughs> Delaware. And we're going to round everything out in Madison Square Garden. So you better be there, be square, Brock Lesnar. Or I'm going to do a Brock shot right off your belly buttons. Ooh, that was. Wow. That was intense. That was. So I can't uh, wait to get home and Google Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you will not be, you will not be disappointed. Oh, yeah. We got to hear from our exec. Um, yeah, so. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, when your exec comes off mute <laughs> to say, okay, so. <laughs> you know, that's a bad sign. The book is going to be self-published. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the reality show is a go because we don't have writers. The... <laughs> Stop motion is put on hold because of the writer's strike. Right. And Brock Lesnar, good luck. Uncle Carlo about to kick your ass. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you better end this podcast because Brock Lesnar better watch out because Uncle Carlo is coming to the northeast of the United States to take you all the way up the medieval rubber tree and drop you like a planter full of burning cigarette butts onto the ground <laughs> all over the northeast of the United States of America where the president is George Washington, baby, forever. Cutting down the cherry tree. I told you you better in this podcast or I'm, gonna, I'm coming for you, Brock Lesnar. I'm come getting up. I'm gonna. I'm coming for you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Oh. It's been a great episode. <laughs> Monday. <laughs> we lost a person that keeps it on the rails, so we are off the rails. Isaac, thank you so much for this being here. This was fun. Thanks for the laughs, guys. You're coming back. Six months. Six we'll see months, you. See you. Comedy Filmmakers Motivation Monday, the podcast, is a production of Dark Matter Entertainment and Phantom Strain Pictures. Our producer is Sasha Nonis Barnes. Our theme song is by Joseph Colmanero. Find us online, on YouTube, on Instagram, at Sid and Mike, or email us at SidandMikeNYC at gmail.com. Hey.